Hey everyone, Macy McNeely here. I had the honor and the privilege of speaking at Capital City in Atlanta, Georgia for the National Charity League. It was for mothers and their daughters and their and their daughters were between the ages of grade 7 through 12th. Uh, it was such an awesome experience and I think you are going to really enjoy it as well as possibly your middle school or high schooler. So next time you're in the car and you're headed to practice or to school, uh, plug this in and I think it will be a great conversation starter. If you are listening to this real time, December 10th, 2019, oh my goodness, there is a treat for you tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I am hosting a free live master class. That is right. It's all about getting more sales, better clients, and faster results. Friends, I've done a lot of free trainings and this is by far, by far the best free training I have done yet. You do not want to miss it. Let me tell you a little bit about what you are going to learn in this masterclass. You are going to learn how to captivate the right people and have them knocking down your internet door begging to work with you. Can I get an amen? You're going to learn three counterintuitive myths most entrepreneurs believe and what no one is telling you about what it really takes to succeed. Let me tell you, there are some things I used to believe as an entrepreneur and spending so much time working with other entrepreneurs, I'm seeing the same exact patterns. And so I'm so excited to share with you these myths and how to overcome them. You're going to learn three crucial pieces of information that every prospect needs to make a decision and how to do it quickly without blinking an eye. Can you imagine you talking about a product? and someone makes a decision quickly without even really questioning you because you have given all the information that they need. That is the dream. And lastly, you're going to learn little known online and offline ways to increase trust with your prospects and how to leverage these refreshed likability skills into sales. If you've ever heard that sales moves at the speed of trust, then you're listening to something right because it's so true that trust is critical and you can leverage that trust into sales. And what a lot of people don't realize is that trust and likability skills they are just that, they're skills and they have to be fine-tuned and they have to be refreshed and they have to be used consistently. You can't do something to make someone like you or trust you 10 years ago, five years ago, even a week ago and expect that to still be true today. You have to continue to use these skills, refresh them and keep that trustability and likability factor on point. So I'm so excited for this masterclass. Do not miss it. Maybe you've already registered. If you haven't, you can head to the link in my bio at Macy McNeely, M-A-C-Y, M-C-N-E-E-L-Y. I'm sure it'll be linked in my story. 
stories like cray cray uh, you are just not gonna want to miss this so set those alarms and make sure you remove those distractions get rid of the phones just let your people know let your family know hey I'm gonna take this next hour for me uh, to really invest in myself and learn some info that you can take with you in your business thanks so much guys I hope you enjoy this podcast and I will talk to you soon There I was. I was sitting in my bubblegum pink and white striped bedroom. I was sitting on my bed on my silk comforter with tears rolling down my face. I was looking at my 11th grade yearbook. You see some girls that I thought were my friends, they wrote some stuff about me in the yearbook. They were on the yearbook committee that year. And I'm going to be honest, this is no new news. I mean, honestly, this had been happening since middle school. They had been chipping away at my confidence for the last six years. But guys, getting your confidence chipped away at, it is inevitable. I mean, honestly, it starts when you're one and it ends when you're 100. Like seriously, when I was taking my little niece, she's about two years old, and I, I took her to the park and I was so excited to spend some time with her. And she saw some two little girls that she wanted to play with. And so she ran up to them, she just kind of stood there and looked at them, wanting, her, wanting them to respond, and they ran the other way. And so she tried again, she went and she kind of ran up and she stood there and she looked at them and they ran away again. And she tried it one more time and they ran away. And then she turned and she looked at me and she had her lip poked out and and tears filling up her eyes and she just ran to me and I held her and I hugged her and I just thought, man, so it begins. And so it begins. And honestly, like those two little girls, they didn't know any better. They didn't do anything wrong. But still, to my sweet little niece Cambry, her confidence was chipped away at. And maybe you right now have some confidence kind of getting chipped away and and being in middle school and in high school, I think I could possibly imagine that maybe it comes from some Mean Girls. Like with Cambry, my niece in that story, that was like a little episode of Mean Girls right there as a little two-year-old. And the thing is, when you experience your confidence getting chipped away like that, it's, it's really traumatic. Right? It's, it's, it's almost truly like a sense of trauma. It's what you think about when you go to sleep at night. It's what you think about when you look at yourself in the mirror. It's what you think about before you walk into school on a big day. You think about what somebody said to you. And it is so hard. I wrote this speech that I'm sharing with you today at a Starbucks. And I was in the corner and I had a hat pulled way down and I was wiping tears because it just brings it all back. It is so incredibly hard. And I will never forget sitting on that bed and thinking, man, like this is the worst that I have ever felt about myself. This is the worst I have ever felt about my relationships, about my confidence, about who I am. 
And honestly, to this day, to this day, more than 10 years later, that is still true. That that is the worst that I have ever felt. And maybe you feel that way. Maybe you feel you are in a place where it's the worst that you have ever felt. And so I'm really excited, if that's the case, that you're here today, because I think I'm gonna have something that is going to encourage you. And the thing about mean girls, you know, I thought, I'm like, man, maybe I should talk about not being a mean girl and not bullying, but like, it's inevitable. Even the moms in here today, I'm sure you are experiencing mean girl situations right now. It's all the time. It, even the mean girls experience mean girl stuff. Am I right? So I really want to encourage you today and give you some things that you can think about and some new perspective and some new mindset changes on how awesome it is to not be the mean girl. And the first way is you get to be an underdog. You get to be the underdog. Underdog story? Oh my gosh, I love them. They're my favorite stories. I mean, they, they go back all the way to, to Cinderella. Like Cinderella technically was an underdog to her stepsister and her stepmother. Or I always think about uh, like a, an Olympic gymnast or an Olympic ice skater. Usually there's somebody that is supposed to win that is called to win, that they are the best, they have the best record, they set all these you know, standards of why they should win the gold medal. But then there's this other person. There's the second place person that everybody has their eye on. Everybody is watching really closely because they want the underdog to win. And usually this person, in my opinion, kind of becomes like America's sweetheart and everybody is rooting for them. My favorite example of an underdog is Coco Goff. Or is that how you say her last name? Goff. Oh my gosh, is she not incredible? Let me tell you a little bit about her if you don't know. She's 15 years old and three months at the time. Who's 15 in here? Okay, awesome, we got one. Uh, so she's... <laughs> oh my gosh! Raise your hand if you're 15 right now. Raise your hand! Okay, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. She's 15 years old and three months, okay? She got a wild card to qualify for Wimbledon, just, just by chance, okay? She played three matches, won three matches to qualify, won more matches in Wimbledon to play Venus Williams. Now, Coco will tell you that the Williams sisters are, are who inspired her to play tennis. Coco won against Venus in straight sets at age 15 years old. Now, the best part about watching that match is the entire arena roared every time Coco won a point. And I feel like they almost were disappointed when Venus won a point. And I can pretty much bet that not everyone in the auditorium were originally there for Coco, but they turned real quick because they wanted the underdog to win. And the reason people love an underdog is because they are still peaking, because they haven't reached their highest potential, because they are humble, because they keep their head down, because they have their eye on the prize and everybody wants the, the person that works the hardest and has the best attitude to win. 
And now I know that in high school and in middle school, there's a queen bee or maybe a couple of queen bees, right? And I know more than anybody how bad you want to be in the queen bee circle. I know what that feels like. But friends, it is a good thing not to be in the queen bee circle. It is a good thing that you are the underdog because you're still peeking and you want to still be peeking because guess what? Once you peek, the best days are over. Like how sad would it be to leave high school and be like, man, I peeked, like my best days are done. No, you want to leave high school and be like, man, the best is yet to come that I haven't reached my highest potential. I haven't been the best that I could possibly be. I still have so much more left. How exciting is that? And so when there's a queen bee circle happening and you're not in the queen bee circle, you can stand and walk by with your shoulders held high because you know you're the underdog. And there's a ton of people pulling for you to win. The second reason why you should be glad you're not in the queen bee circle, it's because you get to have something to stand for. Remember how I was talking about being bullied sometimes is, is very traumatic? Yeah, well, I just want you to know that, that your trauma and my trauma, it's actually a great thing. It's a great thing because it becomes your anti-hero. Do you guys know what an anti-hero is? What is it? Yes, it's, a, it's something that you strive to be the opposite of. It's like, okay, I don't want to be that person, and so I'm going to do everything I can to not be that person, right? And having that anti-hero is an awesome thing. I love studying like, very, very high performers and high achievers and very successful athletes, and I just love studying those people. And nine times out of ten, they have experienced some sort of trauma that has allowed them to be who they are. Uh, has anybody read Harry Potter? Yeah. yeah, okay. Well, J.K. Rowling, is that who you She was, I mean, I was reading a little bit of her story and, and these are her words. She was talking about how there was like this time where she had just, she felt like a complete failure. Her life was falling apart, she was super poor, she had crazy mental illness, she was, marriage was falling apart, family was falling apart, and she was, she said, that that time of failure was liberating because that is when she wrote the first Harry Potter. It's like the last straw, right? It's like enough is enough to where you want to change. And so this time of, of kind of going through life and maybe it's a hard season, but what you're actually doing is, is creating a foundation of something to stand for. So in middle school and high school, for me, is when that trauma like really happened. It, I mean, it was, it was often, and it was a lot, and it was super hard. And my parents were very smart. They would not let me go to anything, okay? They knew what was really going on and all the, all the things that all my friends are going to. And they were super, very open and very kind and made me know, like, hey, we, we love you too much to let you go and make bad decisions. We love you too much to let you go and be in that environment. And so I'd go to school on Monday, you know, after the weekend happens and everybody does all their stuff together and then they come to school on Monday and they talk about it. 
And I'm like on the outside of the circle because everybody else is talking about it and I feel so left out and it's so hard and I would go home and kind of be sad, but I knew that, that they wanted the best for me, but it was still hard and they kind of sat me down one day and they said, hey, Macy, I know it seems like they are super cool. I know that's what it feels like, but actually, actually, good is cool. To choose the good thing is the cool thing. And ever since that one conversation in middle school, that kind of became my, my anthem. Good is cool. Those were the three words that they repeated to me every single day. I'd get out of the car and I'd go to school and they would say, hey, don't forget Macy, good is cool. I'd go to a cheerleading competition or a tennis match and they would say, hey, don't forget, good is cool. Hey, Macy, good night, we love you, don't forget, good is cool, good is cool, good is cool. And of course, when you're in middle school and high school, you're like, oh my gosh, my parents are like so annoying, what are they even saying? But honestly, as I got older, I found myself getting in, in a crossroad, right? And you're like, okay, I could do this or I could do that. I could go this way or I could go that way. And all I would have to do is say, okay, what is the good is cool thing to do? And instantly... I would know. The answer was super clear. It would be to go this way or to make this decision or to say that. And it became the home base of my life. It became what I stood for. And to this day, I've built a business, I've built a brand, I've built a movement all around the fact that I stand for good is cool because of the trauma starting in middle school. And what's really cool about standing for something is that if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And so when you are experiencing these hardships, you can know in your heart, you can just kind of in the back of your head say, man, I'm building the foundation to figure out what it is that I stand for. And the last and the third thing of why it is so great to be the underdog is because you actually get to be cool. Honestly, let's think about what good is cool means. What are some things it takes to live the good is cool life? Good is cool is, is not gossiping. It's encouraging people. It's sitting with the lonely kid at lunch. It's hanging out with your family over the weekend. I know that's like the lamest thing ever is seeing all your friends on Snapchat like living their best life and you're watching a freaking Disney movie with your parents on a Friday night and it's the worst. In the moment, it feels like the worst. But guys, honestly, like that's the cool thing to do. It really is. Good is cool. And when you live that life, you can't really go wrong. You really can't. Uh, what's your name? Amy. No one's going to say, gosh, Amy never talks bad about anyone. Ugh, don't invite her. So you can't go wrong with that. You can't go wrong with being the good person. And what's even better about being good at school is you become the popular one. There are not many people that stand out in my brain, but the ones that do are the ones that do good is cool things. 
Just a couple of months ago, I was at a female entrepreneur business retreat. So I was with about 10 girls that were similar to me, had a business, and we went to this retreat and we stayed overnight. And so it was like a sleepover type of thing. And just like your sleepovers, sometimes late at night, conversations can get a little gossipy and get a little, ooh, it doesn't feel too good to talk like that. And there was some comment that kind of got maybe a little gossipy. And there was one girl, she so quickly stopped the comment and redirected the conversation for everybody in a positive and encouraging way. Now, I don't even remember what the comment was. I don't even remember who said, who started that conversation, but I will never forget. I will never forget the way that girl changed the conversation. And I don't even think anybody noticed it. It was very subtle. It was very like under the table of how she did it, but I saw what she did. I knew what she did. And I will never forget her and I will always respect her for that. I had a mentor in high school and I remember her telling me, you know, she had a season in college where she didn't make the, big, the best decisions and didn't do the best things. But she said, I will never forget this girl who always picked me up from things I shouldn't be doing. She always made sure that I was safe. She always made me feel like she didn't judge me. She always just protected me. I don't even remember her last name, but I remember her face and I remember the way she made me feel. And so I know it feels like, man, if I could just get in that circle, if I could just be like right there where all the queen bees are standing and they're all talking about all the cool, quote, cool things that they did, when in reality, guys, that like, it just goes out the window so quickly. You are remembered by the good things, by choosing the right things, by not gossiping, by being the underdog, and by the way you make people feel. And so I hope that you start this week and I hope you finish out 2020 with a heart of knowing that being good is cool is awesome because you get to be that underdog that is always striving and reaching the highest potential but hasn't peaked yet. You get to stand for something and you get to be cool and get to be the most popular and the most memorable.